joined today by Nathan Mitchell, Senior Director of Cyber and Physical Security Services at APPA. Nathan and I are going to talk today about uh, the cybersecurity landscape. Nathan, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Sure. So, uh, Nathan, I'll just start off with kind of a, a high-level question. Uh, it appears that our nation is under constant cyber attack from criminals of nation states. Can you offer uh, your perspective in terms of what threats are most concerning for public power these days? Sure. Um, I'll start from a, um, a high level and uh, you know the national level and get down to uh, what, what is affecting utilities across the, the country. Um, we, we have been in constant uh, contact with, with members across the country and, and heard from them uh, about their concerns about the cybersecurity and attacks that are happening. Uh, uh, a number of uh, utilities have noticed you know, headlines about cities who are victims of uh, cyber criminals who have uh, locked up computers and required uh, utilities to pay a ransom to, to you know, get their computer systems back. number of uh, uh, articles about you know, stolen personal identifiable information such as credit cards and uh, 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 social security numbers uh, and things like that. Uh, are, are constantly happening. But I'm going to focus in on, on some of the key issues that uh, most public power utilities see as a, a major uh, a problem for them. Uh, ransomware is the, the first one that I'm going to uh, talk about. This is where uh, a cyber criminal will uh, encrypt the uh, computer software and, and uh, firmware of uh, of a utility or a city or you know, or a business um, and lock up their computers and request uh, a ransom you know that that be paid either in Bitcoin or, or some other form that is unidentifiable uh, to the the cyber criminal and then they either can get their you know access to their computers back or they may not um, and and a number of, of city, Cities, you know, high-profile cities such as Atlanta and Baltimore have been hit with uh, these ransomware attacks, uh, and it is a major, major uh, problem to you know reconfigure uh, computers uh, and get their systems back up and running. We've heard from a number of uh, uh, small cities that have had you know this similar problem, and there is concern across the country that uh, uh, a lot of uh, you know this this uh, criminal activity is happening, and and a lot of victims um, uh, having to you know try and get their their system back up and running. Um, another uh, common uh, effort that is going on is uh, stealing of uh, credentials. Uh, a phishing email, an email come across posing as uh, you know an an employee of the organization, and then you know someone clicks on it, and then all of a sudden uh, they're asking for um, the the password uh, credentials to get access to their computers. Uh, some fall victim to this uh, uh, phishing emails, um, and and usually you have to work with uh, uh, the IT professionals to to get your computers back up and uh, and and not you know change passwords and. Uh, Re reinitialize uh, uh, systems so that uh, the the cyber criminal can't get access to uh, to the computer system, individual computer system. But what what they're trying to do is is get to those uh, real um, 
critical um, administrative control, uh, the IT director or, or some other uh, person that has administrative control over computers. And, and those are the real um, you know, jewels of the, um, the organization that uh, cyber criminals are after, because as soon as they can get into administrative control, they can access all computers within an organization. And that is, that is really concerning. Um, and that's where, you know, uh, IT professionals uh, really need to, to make sure that they're on their A game trying to protect their, uh, their credentials. Um, but, but some of the, the more concerning uh, efforts that are going on is you know, jumping from corporate IT networks uh, over to operational technology networks. Um, and, and some of that has been done through um, uh, programs uh, in Russia where, you know, the Ukraine in 2015 and 16, they actually did, you know, uh, do some control of electric operations uh, during that time so that the uh, cyber criminals have the capability to, to do this activity and to um, control uh, and access control systems. And so that is, that is a, a major uh, concern. Uh, but, but one of the latest things that is happening is, is some of these uh, cyber organizations, criminal organizations, are modifying safety systems um, within computer control uh, networks. And that is really concern, concerning because that's uh, where this gets to uh, protection of, of human life. Uh, so the, you can see the kind of a trend uh, of, of the criminals and, you know, nation states, which are starting to develop these really advanced capabilities and deploying them and, and actually uh, uh, doing real harm uh, to organizations. So that's kind of the, you know, the threat uh, that is out there uh, uh, on cyber systems. Thanks. Great, great overview of current uh, threat landscape. So, um, so if you're a public power utility, what can you do to protect yourself from these threats? Yeah, great, uh, great question. We, we at uh, APPA are trying to, to leverage our um, federal uh, partnership with our federal, par uh, federal uh, organizations such as uh, DHS and, and uh, Department of uh, Energy. Uh, DHS uh, has a number of uh, resources that they can uh, deliver. Um, they have set up a cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, uh, CISA, um, that is putting out a lot of great uh, information, uh, cyber essentials toolkit, and they even have uh, flyaway teams that can help on, on major uh, incidents. They were also uh, part of the effort to protect the uh, election infrastructure. So there, there's a, a number of great resources from the federal government uh, that can be brought to bear. Uh, Department of Energy is, um, you know, has helped APPA out with uh, cooperative agreements. Um, and uh, they also have um, a number of uh, resources they've, they've put towards uh, assessing um, uh, cyber systems and uh, they have a cybersecurity capabilities maturity model that they've developed uh, through interaction with the industry and, and a lot of good resources from the national labs that, that they are developing new, new technologies uh, to bring out to, to the marketplace. But I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about um, uh, some of the 
specific organizations that are helping out uh, electricity sector. Uh, specifically is the EISAC uh, Electricity uh, Information Sharing and Analysis Center, and then the MSISAC, which is the Multi-State uh, Information Sharing and Analysis Center. Uh, these organizations are, are putting out threat information on a daily basis uh, specific to uh, industrial control systems and uh, uh, corporate uh, systems. Um, and so we, uh, APPA, uh, is in partnership with the ISAC, MSISAC to pull out uh, you know, that threat information to get that out to uh, uh, member utilities uh, on a regular basis so that they, uh, people understand what the tactics are of the, uh, the cyber criminals so that they can protect their, their systems. Um, and then on the regulatory side, um, from the NERC reliability standards, um, we, you know, as an organization and, and APPA members have been um, involved with development of the uh, NERC reliability standards, uh, specifically focused on bulk electric system um, to uh, mitigate the risk uh, on on those large transmission generation resources, um, and uh, we we believe that the uh, the NERC standards are are best suited uh, as a risk based control. Uh, it's industry driven, uh, but it does have mandatory requirements with uh, financial penalties for violations. Uh, so we're we're supporting uh, those efforts. But on the voluntary uh, side, there, there's also the Electricity uh, Subsector Coordinating Council, who is a, a, a CEO-led liaison group uh, to interact with uh, senior leadership from DOE and DHS um, to collaborate on you know, major events, if there were a, a major uh, cyber event that, that would happen. Um, this group would, would help uh, uh, collaborate with the federal government to bring uh, those federal resources to bear on uh, uh, response and and recovery efforts, if there was um, a uh, nation state uh, attack on on electric uh, infrastructure, um, but you know from the utility perspective, um, we we really encourage uh, members to develop a culture of cybersecurity at a utility, and and that means to go to everybody within the organization, just like we've developed a, a safety culture. From in you know from the line workers and and all of the utility uh, workers out in the field, we need to develop a, a a culture of cybersecurity within the utility so that people think um, email that might look suspicious um, and and making sure they're they're aware and and protecting their uh, credentials, their passwords, and and other. Uh, information that could lead to uh, uh, an attack on on their organization, and and we also are, are pushing a lot of uh, for a lot of training and awareness that uh, uh, that utilities train their uh, their uh, employees on you know what is a um, a good cybersecurity um, practice and and really protecting uh, the equipment that they use. Um, and we know that not every um, uh, you know preventive me measure is going to be successful. The, the bad guys do get you know through the protections. So we we believe that an incident response uh, program and a recovery program is is needed. Um, and we've we've uh, 
kind of partnered with uh, a number of organizations to you know, develop a cyber mutual assistance program from a national level. Uh, but we're also uh, recommending that uh, utilities reach out you know, to each other, uh, maintain relationships locally with others to, uh, to ask for help when, when they do have uh, an incident and then um, you know, get help to recover from this because there's lots of resources out there can can be brought out to to help a utility recover from from a cyber attack. Now you mentioned uh, DOE cooperative agreements and APPA just concluded a four-year cooperative agreement um, with that federal agency. Can you provide an overview of cybersecurity tools developed in the program? Sure. That, that's been a, a fantastic program that we uh, have partnered with uh, DOE. Cooperative agreement uh, means that we uh, cooperate with the uh, Department of Energy. You know, they lay out you know certain parameters of, of the program, but then uh, we uh, APPA staff work with our members to to pinpoint those activities that are important for them and, and develop the program around uh, the needs of, uh, of the small and medium-sized public power utility. Um, so the intent of the program was to, to develop a culture of cybersecurity at public power utilities. And, and we did you know, a number of outreach activities to begin with and, and really learned from uh, members that uh, they needed a place to start um, and and you know, not having a lot of resources, wanted it uh, you know simplified, not a lot of jargon. You know, let, let's get to you know something that uh, a, a uh, one one person could uh, handle at an organization. Um, and so we we heard that loud and clear from from the start. So we we developed a, a foundational practices uh, guideline. Um, which is which was developed into the cybersecurity scorecard, which is <laughs> focused on 14 questions to answer to lead a utility to identify the gaps within their uh, cybersecurity program, or at least lead them to you know, what should be in a cybersecurity program from the start. So those foundational practices were were helpful to you know a utility to understand. Okay, this this is where my gaps are. And where I need to to do put some uh, resources to to improve those uh, practices. Uh, we also heard you know help us in you know, members wanted help with understanding well what is the next steps. So we developed a cybersecurity roadmap, uh, which is to inform a typical utility employee. Um, how to stand up and improve their cybersecurity program. Step-by-step -step project management approach to uh, that would lead to improvements uh, over time. And what what we thought was, well, you know, everybody wants to you know, plug every gap right away as, as soon as they can, but it, cybersecurity is a long-term uh, program. So you need to look at a three to five year time horizon. So. Uh, develop that uh, program with a roadmap, uh, implement the, the changes over many years. And then we also uh, develop cybersecurity training uh, and exercise uh, exercises. Um, we developed a, a group of, uh, of training programs that we provided to uh, members uh, in-house at conferences 
and and now we're we're doing those uh, virtually, uh, so that uh, utilities have the um, uh, resources to um, understand what what needs uh, what what a program needs uh, and what a, um, a utility expert uh, would need to to help uh, increase their capability to to defend uh, their networks. Um, and then we also knew that uh, some folks were going to need some on-site uh, uh, support. So we uh, helped with uh, a handful of utilities do a, a deep dive on their uh, cybersecurity assessments, really look into, you know, how, you know, firewalls were configured and, and you know, things down into the, into the weeds uh, uh, of an assessment. And, and we did, you know, get some understanding from those on-site assessments that, you know, utilities are ready to take the next step um, and are looking for more uh, information. So we we modified some of the, the the offerings that we had over the the years to to kind of uh, meet those needs of of those ready to to take the next step. Um, and then we also. Uh, uh, assessed those utilities and their ability to to start deploying uh, technologies to actually monitor um, and alert whenever there was a, a cyber attack. Uh, so we're, we helped out a, a number of utilities deploy um, those managed uh, security service uh, um, offerings, and, and a number of utilities, you know, have have more awareness of what is actually happening on their network now. Um, we also uh, did uh, a modification to our uh, popular e-reliability tracker program. Uh, we in, uh, integrated uh, an interruption cost estimator, uh, which then was tied to the Ukraine scenario uh, for a cyber event. And it actually gives a cost, what, how much the, uh, a, uh, an event like the Ukraine attack would have on, on the utility to just make the, the cyber event more tangible to, um, to utilities so they understand, um, you know, kind of prepare themselves for what would a cyber attack look like and how much would it cost our, our organization. Um, so that is in, integrated into the e-reliability tracker now. Uh, a number of other activities that we did was um, uh, we understand that some utilities will not be able to afford or can't hire a, a, a cyber analyst them, themselves. So they're going to have to share a, a cyber um, analyst between utilities. And we, we have uh, uh, a, a utility group, uh, Joint Action Agency, that actually was sharing um, a cyber analyst amongst uh, 23 uh, utilities. And that analyst would just go from utility to utility, helping them out with uh, addressing some of their cyber uh, issues. Very well received, and that program is continuing on uh, past the, the uh, DOE grant funding. Um, and along that same line, we, we did come up with a, um, a guidance on, on how to set up um, a joint action agency cyber, cybersecurity services plan. Uh, so that we can uh, roll that out to uh, to joint action agencies, so they can provide that uh, resources to their member, uh, their membership. And then we we also have uh, threat information 
um, that we uh, were, were disseminating. We, we know that EISAC, MSISAC was putting out a lot of information uh, that sometimes is hard to, to digest and <laughs> needed to get down to just a, a couple of things that folks could uh, key, key in on and, and, and try to mitigate. So we do, did a weekly situation report. Uh, we've scaled that back to a monthly situation report because we, we heard that it, it was even too much to get on a weekly uh, uh, basis. Um, but then uh, we, we wanted to keep that going. We, uh, APPA has uh, continued to provide those uh, situation reports, um, and, and that's been uh, very valuable to members. And then we've, we've uh, uh, continued to work on our cybersecurity summits. Um, we initially started out with uh, some regional summits about a national summit that we've been doing since 2018 um, and, and really got some good feedback from the collaboration of those in-person meetings, um, meeting with vendors, uh, subject matter experts and, and the like uh, has been really valuable. And it really, from the whole program, it was the interaction between you know, utilities that was, uh, was a great outcome to, to that program. Yeah, so great segue in terms of uh, the, the summit, um, in terms of questions that I have for you on that. Um, I guess it's two-parter. One, what, what are the benefits of participating in the summit? And also, how is um, this year's summit, which is taking place this month, going to be different than prior ones? Yeah, like I said, the, you know, the collaboration uh, between uh, utility organizations getting the uh, contact information from uh, another utility or a subject matter expert that uh, you can reach out to after the after the summit um, that's that's really valuable um, the, the change that we are seeing uh, in this year is you know the, the virtual format uh, due to COVID uh, uh, and the uh, shutdown of, of travel for most uh, utility organizations. Uh, we've gone to a, a virtual format. Um, we, we find that is, is going to be beneficial in some aspects because there are uh, more or broader group that, that can attend this. You know, sometimes folks are, are restricted by travel uh, costs. Um, this virtual format will give us an opportunity to, um, to expand to those that might not be able to uh, participate otherwise. Um, but the, the real value we're, we're seeing out of this um, is, is we're partnering with the EISAC on, on this. Their, their grid set con uh, was canceled due to COVID. And so we reached out to EISAC and, and said, yes, we're, we're willing to partner with you to, to bring in a broader audience for, for this, bring in richer content. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be a really great uh, uh, conference, um, and and it it really does show in the um, uh, agenda that we have. We're going to have uh, FBI threat uh, and attack briefing, where actual um, uh, response by the FBI to you know certain organizations is going to be highlighted. Um, the and, and uh, you know, discussion of uh, what they found in, in those, uh, uh, those incidents. And then we've also put uh, a, a report out on, uh, on how um, 
the cyber criminals are using um, crisis as you know, as a distraction. You know, a lot of people are focused on you know the election, hurricanes, pandemic. You know, and so people are taking their eye off of oh, you know, cybersecurity as my <laughs> my thing. I'm really be supposed to be focusing on. You know, they're they're focusing on you know the the pandemic and uh, and trying to work virtually. Um, so attackers are using this as a, a opportunity, and their uh, cyber hackers are are always opportunistic. And so, the, in this uh, time of, of many distractions, um, we we need to be uh, on our again our, our A game. Uh, so we'll we'll hear some you know uh, report outs on on those uh, activities. Um, the, the key thing that we're seeing now is supply chain uh, as a new threat vector. So we have two um, uh, presentations on, on supply chain that are going to be really uh, useful. One is to you know, identify within our existing uh, fleet of uh, uh, operational technology equipment, you know, what, what are the, uh, the cyber threats in there that have been embedded you know, by maybe you know, foreign actors that might have uh, built you know, some backdoors into, into the equipment that they've sold you know, many years ago. Uh, but then also uh, a supply chain uh, session on securing new, uh, new equipment. If you're going to purchase uh, new uh, smart systems or you know, a, a substation equipment or other equipment that might have uh, uh, embedded industrial control systems, how do you secure those uh, purchases? So we got a, a really good panel on 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 how to how to do that and a, a guidebook that is is going to be coming out on um, on supply chain risks. Um, we're also going to hear um, from some really high level keynotes uh, from the Department of Energy, National uh, Counterintelligence and Security Center, um, EISAC, uh, NERC. So we're we really have a good good line lineup there. Um, and then we're also going to hear from some of the vendors on their uh, newest offerings uh, in, in a virtual format. It'd be hard to, you know, <laughs> do the, the meet and greet, but I, our meetings folks have done a great job in, in setting up uh, a good interactive uh, way of uh, hearing from those vendors with a, a lightning round uh, on some of their, their new uh, offerings. Um, and then we're wrapping up the, the uh three-day event with uh, DOE's uh, Cyber, Cyber Strike Workshop, which is a virtual format uh, to simulate a cyber attack um, where the, the students are going to try and defend a network. Um, we've had this in, in other or, uh, conferences where we've had it in person. This is the first time we're doing, doing this uh, virtually. So we're really looking forward to, to that uh, activity to see how we can you know, bring more, uh, more learning on, on how to defend a network from an actual attack by actually attacking the network. So uh, looking forward to that. Now, um, circling back to the topic of DOE cooperative agreements, um, the agency recently awarded APPA $6 million to continue to develop operational technology solutions for its members. Uh, so we'll love to hear your uh, comments on the goals of this cooperative agreement and how APPA members are expected to benefit from the effort. Sure. 
Yeah, and and we're in the early stages of that. We were just awarded that uh, uh, cooperative agreement in the end of uh, uh, September. So we're we're really looking to uh, uh, do some outreach with uh, members to to help us out with this. But from a from a high level. Uh, some of the problems that uh, statement that we're trying to address within this uh, cooperative agreement is first, um, it, it's focused on operational technology network uh, cyber defense. Um, so what what we're trying to to start out with is um, in OT network monitoring and defense, the the marketplace for the vendors is not mature yet. We, we just have a handful of, of vendors that in this space. Um, some of them are pretty, you know, high priced uh, and focused on you know, the, the needs of a, a larger utility. Um, so what we're going to do is, is trying to standardize um, uh, the hardware and, and software specifications for um, a monitoring uh, system or defense, OT defense system, um, and, and put out there a, an RFP to, um, to identify those vendors out there that have the capability to, to defend um, small networks and, and small uh, utilities uh, systems and, and bring it in at a, at a reasonable price. So that's, that's the intent of you know the first part of this uh, this program, but then the the other is to um, try and identify um, how to um, aggregate and anonymize the the OT sensor uh, data, and then move it from uh, where where the the utility has identified a an anomaly on their their system. And, and get it to someone that can analyze this. Uh, again, it's identifying that workforce is an issue. We're not seeing that uh, we're going to have cyber analysts at, a, at an organization. We're going to have to have some sort of way of, of analyzing this off, off-site. So that, that's the other problem we're trying to, to work on, is how to, how to move that data and, and get it analyzed so that uh, utilities can uh, can understand that there's a problem but then also inform the, the broader community. And then um, we, we really would like to work on the, uh, how uh, the information is analyzed and then uh, brought back to the rest of public power utilities and um, come up with uh, a analysis and mitigation recommendations that can be used by uh, public power utilities. So we're going to, Explore all kinds of uh, options on on how to uh, to solve these problems with uh, with this cooperative agreement, but really um, we're going to be focused on how we get from members the information that we need to then uh, develop a a product that is uh, useful for uh, for the small to medium sized public power utilities. Great. That's a great overview. Um, well, Nathan Mitchell, I really appreciate your taking the time today. Uh, it was a very informative conversation. Any uh, Anything else you want to add at this point? Or? No, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to discuss the uh, this important topic, and I really encourage uh, our 
all of our members uh, to, you know, keep the information flowing, you know, back to APPA. Let us know how how we can help in this um, uh, effort, and and really appreciate the the discussion. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Nathan. We appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. All right. Take care.